Hey there, you're listening to Arts, Activism, and Adventure. My name is Michaela Demers, and today I'm at The Common on Bloor Street West in Toronto with Alborz Matashami. Alborz, also known as Crossword, is an MC and concert promoter based in Toronto. He has toured North America with his music multiple times, is the host, curator, and facilitator of The Hustle, a monthly showcase of Toronto hip-hop talent, and is part of a collaboration called Gap in the Bridge, which plans to release a number of singles in the near future. Hey. Yeah. How's it going? Gap in the Bridge isn't necessarily a collab. It's like it's like a one song. Oh, okay. Yeah. You were you talked about the guys Australians yeah. that are here in Toronto now? Yeah. Are they like living here? Are they here for the long haul? Um, they're here. Yeah, they're here. Yeah. For as long as their visa permits. Yeah, that's true. Eventually they'll get booted out. I guess. Yeah. So, The Hustle is next week, right? It is, yeah. Yeah, do you want to plug that? Where is it? Sure, it's on Thursday, uh, February 18th at the Drake Hotel. Oh, it's at the Drake? This yeah, time. the Drizzy. The Drizzy. Uh, I, I read somewhere that it's like it's 12th year anniversary or something. Yeah, I guess. I didn't know it was that young. I thought they were like more established, but I guess... Also, what's, there's like multiple... I walked by something the other day that also said the Drake on it. They have a lot of shows. I don't know, a lot of events. Is there more than one venue, though? That... They have, like, a few different ones. Yeah. They have, like, the Drake Underground, which is where we have our shows. Okay. There's, like, the rooftop. There's the main lounge. And they have, like, a cottage, the Drake okay. General Store. I don't so know. So I might have seen something else. I walked by. I was like, the Drake. I'm like, this is not where I think the Drake is. <laughs> multiple drinks yeah so how are you doing how's your I'm good I'm good it's, it's all star weekend so oh I'm are just... you doing something for that I'm doing a lot of things for that but promo like wise? yeah promo wise hospitality wise being a connector being a facilitator you know like just just anybody there's a lot of people coming from out of town and like you know a lot of people also involved with things from out of town so as somebody who's involved with the scene, mm-hmm. I'm kind of privy to a little bit of what's going on. And if anybody needs a hand here or there, I'm, I'm more than willing to help. So I've been right. busy with that. And yeah, I was trying to piece together the puzzle of like this entire extravaganza all weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Also, one of the artists that is performing at The Hustle next week, he's coming for All-Star Weekend himself, as he's from Cleveland. And, oh, okay. uh, yeah, so we kind of finessed it. We were like, hey, you know, you're coming for All-Star. Just stay the whole weekend. Yeah, like, why not? Stay the whole week. Why Why not just take it more of Toronto, Make right? Make out of it. Yeah. So, so that being said, I guess I should ask if you, are you promoing any other shows coming up that we should know about? Yeah, I mean, like, for, with the Academy, which is my events company, you know, we just put, we put on concerts, like, but you can't say put on concerts on a resume, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, put, I put things on, like, like <laughs> holla They're a lot of fun, yeah. Right? Yeah. I've been to them. I yeah. go there. They're yeah. a good time. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you. So, yeah, so we have a few events coming up. We have a Dilla tribute mm-hmm. on February 28th. Yeah, yeah. We have Michael Christmas and Cousin Stiz, two rappers from Boston. They're amazing. Uh, on February 25th. So we're trying to make a little Christmas in February. Nice. On the 25th, we <laughs> right. got Christmas. Michael Christmas. That works. Yeah, right? Okay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then we have a, a special for 
for International Women's Day. Oh, cool. On Tuesday, March 8th. Right. Yeah, over at the Mod Club, we have Little Sims. Oh, that's going to be sick. Nitty Scott MC. And then we have some of Toronto's finest. Well, Little Sims from the UK, Nitty Scott MC's from Brooklyn. We've got Toronto's Tanika Charles and uh, Lal. Yeah. And so, how do like how do you get in touch with these people? Have you just been around long enough that you got the connections, or you know what? Do you the, just send them a message on Facebook? The internet's and be like, a magical hey. place. But yeah. is that actually how it happens? <laughs> just emails? Because yeah. people don't always respond to emails. No, like, they don't. Just go to their jump box, and they you don't even know if they've ever even seen it. Right. Them. I mean, so what do you do? You'd be surprised. Like you'd be surprised. It, I, first of all, it takes a lot of scouting, research, communication. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I have a lot of, I'm thankful, I'm blessed to have a lot of friends in this industry, people I can call on and be like, hey, look, do you, do you want to hang out? Do you want to sit down and shoot the excrement, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, people are really, I feel like there's a, there's, there's, there's a certain wave of people in this city that really want to help each other and really want to build something bigger for everybody, not only themselves, because they realize that once you build something bigger for everybody, you're going to be a part of it too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm just, I just try to surround myself with as many of those people as possible. And, you know, at the same time, doing my own due diligence, keeping up on on, on the blogs and, and, and my feeds and seeing what people are talking about, seeing what's really popping and seeing what I like. Yeah. At the end of the day, if I don't like it, I'm not going to mess with it. Yeah, like, that's fair. Some things are just like, you just kind of got to let the spirits guide you. Like, mm-hmm. really and truly. I found out about Little Sims by browsing the Canadian Music Week artist lineup from 2014. Yeah. And I don't know why oh, she's... going back in the archives 2014 a little. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, I've been doing this for a minute, right? Like, we... Yeah. Like, you know, you and I first crossed paths in 2011. Yeah. I believe. So, you know, it's... Uh, it wasn't that long ago. No. It doesn't feel like it, at least. No. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah. You know, sometimes it's just, it's just a matter of fate, mm. but whatever fate is, I mean, like, you know... It's, being guided by the spirits that be, you know, yeah. <laughs> and just finding out things like, if you like something, then yeah, just going with it. And That's going to give me some hope because I do that too for this or just for different types of projects, mm. you know, just sending out, trying to send out those feelers to be like, is right. there anyone out there who wants to collaborate or who wants to just work on a thing or develop a project? Yeah. And sometimes you don't get any hits back. But. Well, persistence is also... You know, persistence is a virtue because it's very easy to not do it right. You know what I'm saying? It's very easy to cross that line between persistent and annoying. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. persistence is definitely, I feel like it's a virtue. It's definitely something that like you got to really hone in on and find out what works for you and what works for others as well. Um, but you just have to be persistent sometimes. Like I'll go like, sometimes, you know, I'll have to send up, send eight emails in a row to like, you know any one person in particular like you know but I know that they're not going to respond until they finally get that like you know nice little jolt like hey I'm here <laughs> I'm serious here. Yeah. like I want to do this you know obviously sometimes if you if you if you're barking up the wrong tree or whatever you got to realize that too and, and kind of cut your cut your losses a little bit maybe look somewhere else yeah 
but I feel like uh, persistence is definitely necessary mm-hmm. because so many people are just like, and honestly, it might not even be like they don't want to get back to you. It's like maybe it's they do and they just forget about it. Yeah. And like, you know, like, but then you remind them and they're like, oh, wow, I actually did want to get back to you. I'm, you know, hey, let's, and then they, they feel a bit more urgent, a sense of urgency because, you know, they've already missed out on the first email. Yeah. That, so. You know, yeah, people are busy. You gotta yeah. respect that too. Right, you gotta respect that. Everyone's yeah. busy, so. So when case you reach out to these people, who are you? When are you? What's your line, or is there a line between crossword and wars? Yeah, there definitely is. Definitely is. Um, when I'm booking an artist, I'm not crossword. Like they won't even know until. I don't know. Maybe they see my song somewhere else. I don't know. Like they, they, they won't know. Right. I won't tell them. I used to be um, not of that, I guess, MO, but like, I feel like there's a, to me, there's a bit of a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's a bit of a, I gotta make a separation. Right. So I want people to know that I'm serious as a promoter and that I'm looking out for their best interests. Yeah, because I, think I am. That's yeah. an interesting line, too, because I think often when people host different things sometimes there is an intention for you to get involved as well and, and, and participate in your art form so it's really interesting that you have like it, it's clear that you give a shit because you are doing a promotion straight for someone else like you're hosting concerts strictly for other people you, right. you know not that I would judge anyone for slipping in one of their own performances or plugging something but I don't think you even do that no I don't and I mean like I've seen you at your like, events you're I? just like hanging around you're like right. you know they right. are participating at the show. Right. It's like, I, the way I look at it is, I could try to slip myself into everything and mm-hmm. kind of, A, take away from my energy that I'd be putting towards that event, and B, kind of take away from my integrity, because people would kind of look at me like, oh, he's just doing this for himself to right. get on these stages, right? And it's like, you can kind of, like, pe- there are people who do that, and it honestly, it for the most part, it really doesn't give the best, like, vibe, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, um... That's at least my experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are people who do it. I've seen people do it where they are performing at their own events, but they are so selfless in their kind of procurement of everything right. that it, it doesn't look like it's all it's on selfish, them. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the same time, you've toured and you yeah. have your own shows. Yeah. So that's still right. something you do. It's just like there's a distinction right. between the two different things. Right. But for me, I think the thing is right now is like, I'm trying to do this, I'm doing this on a more frequent basis. Mm -hmm. So say if I were doing two events a year and I performed at both of those, yeah, that's not a big deal. Nobody would kind of see fault in that, I don't think. You know, because it's like, really, what am I taking away from anybody else? If I'm like doing two events a year, I'm putting on all these artists, I'm really making it about them. Yeah, I do a couple tracks. I'm doing shows four times a month. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I, if I were to put myself in everything, that would totally diminish the value of the events, I feel. Yeah, it's a lot of shows. And, and frankly, like, you know, and frankly, I would, I would rather go whole hog on, like, a couple, you know, other, like, other people's tours, right? Like, other people's artists. Other artists. Focus on them. And then when the time is right for my tour, yeah. then I can, you know, be like, hey, like I've made all these connections. Look at, like, take stock of what I've made mm-hmm. and be like, oh, okay, so now I know people from this, that, there, here, there. Oh, some of these local artists I've put on, and maybe they want to come tour with me, right? Like, someone like that that's 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 more wholehearted and, and, and a better 
reflection on even on my own art because yeah. I don't want to compromise my own art too. Yeah, it that's, comes from a more genuine. That's place, another thing sure. too. Yeah, it's yeah. like I don't. Why do I want to compromise my own art by like forcing, you know, one song here, one song there? Like, do people like? Look, people want to find me. They can find me. Yeah. And if people look up Crossword, oh, he's a host. Oh, what what else does he do? Oh, yeah, he's yeah. a rapper. You know, so it's uh, it's different. All organic. Different yeah, and all like organic. speaking of your music. Um, I was listening to your last album that came out last April, and it was clear that there's a number of different kind of almost social justice issues in there, but even more so than that, I got just like from a number of songs the vibe of like self-love and of positivity and of being genuine and like being true Mm. to yourself, all that kind Mm. of stuff. And so I always have these thoughts around like what art is supposed to do, and so Um. I was curious for you in terms of your music and like where does that kind of stuff come from it comes well I mean it, in terms of like the spread yeah, of the yeah. type of social issues because some people right. focus they like this is my cause this is my thing I got one I got one thing I've talked about on this album right. or whatever right. I'm going to focus in on that I feel like right. you dabble in a bunch of different things right. and you just have like all of those influences right yeah where it comes from is is where I come from that's my that's my lineage that's my upbringing that's my parents that's my French friends my friendships that's my experiences they've, they've all kind of shaped me in this way and some values that I really hold dear are originality creativity I Action, you know, social justice. I really, I, I believe in that. I am yeah. not, I'm not one to. I can't just watch something happen and not at least feel a ways about it. You know. So that being said, I've had this conversation with different people, and some people relate their art to issues in their world, right. obviously. But then some people also have a very uh, clear, distinct opinion that, you know, art doesn't have to be about that. It doesn't yeah. have to apply to, yeah. like, a social justice issue. Yeah. And so... It doesn't. Right. It doesn't at all. Not at all. Like, I mean, what I like to say is, I want to change the world and have fun doing it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They're both right. Like, I mean, they're both right. It, I feel like you got to say something with your music but you know sometimes what you want to say is I want to party I want to get drunk like why can't you say that yeah. I want to say that you know like believe me I want to say that more than I actually do say it <laughs> um, you know like sometimes I, I write things and I, I, I have no intention of using them because maybe I feel like that's you know crossword is a certain has, has been a certain reflection and maybe it's not even, you know, maybe I'll write something that's that's not the life that I live or I choose to portray, but I write it because it's just on my mind, or I write it because I'm looking at life through the lens of another. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you never know. I mean, I'm I'm always I like collaborating too. I like kind of getting in the studio, getting in the rehearsal space with different people from different walks of life all across the board you know like I've I've song written with people of all races 
of all ethnicities, all religions, all s- social stati. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. So those are all just experiences, obviously, that come into the fold when you go to make something. Yeah, I mean, and 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 yeah, for sure. And also, like, I'm really. I'm really just into like self-expression, and and I'm always in this like constant battle of trying to 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 most succinctly capture my history, my experiences, my emotions. The the first song on the album, XW. You know, I mean, like that's. It's so personal, and it's just, it's just, it's a one verse, a bunch of bars, but like, the stuff I'm saying is, is, is really, that's the, that's the first gen Canadian, you know, experience of identity loss, you know, the search for a culture. Mm-hmm. Especially in a city like Toronto, yeah, sure. new city, in a new country, mind you, you know, uh, people from everywhere, constant tug of war between how to how to how to how to move forward as one, you know. So you throw that into. Uh, I didn't grow up with family. I had my immediate immediate family, my parents, and some aunts and uncles. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. No cousins. Grandparents don't speak the same language. Uh, parents have a certain upbringing that they're not used to, so they don't really know what to do. Uh, firstborn. Uh, you know, like that. That all comes out. Yeah. You know, writing is therapeutic. It really is. Like, it's, 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 whether you know it or not, when you write, when you dance, what you were doing is explaining yourself. So, if, I agree with you there for sure that art, the quality of art is not based on content. It's mm. because it is a form of self-expression in some way. Whether you're, like, talking about a hot topic or a key you're using a key term or if it's something obscure that just represents you but almost routing back to kind of where we started uh, talking about you as a promoter and how you said you know like if I don't like something I'm obviously not going to promote it so I always think about that too like is there good art because you obviously like something and then you don't like something and there you know there's also arguments out there for you know good art versus what you like are those Mm. the same thing or are those different Mm. There's sometimes I can watch something and be like, artistically, I think it has merit, but I don't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, yeah, I mean, like, there's only, like, there's levels to it, <laughs> you know? Like, you know, as Meek Mill would say, there are levels to this shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> Shout out to Meek Mill for that quote. Right? <laughs> Um, yeah, sometimes I watch art and I'm like, well, that, you know, it depends on how it makes me feel. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, that makes me feel crazy uncomfortable right. and I don't right. like it. Or sometimes it makes right. me feel crazy uncomfortable and I'm, that's uh, and what I was looking for that day. Yeah. 
Okay, like moment of honesty. As a promoter, the way I look at art is different than how I look at okay, it. Okay, that's a good art. point. Talk about that. Totally. Um, as a promoter, my primary job is to find out. Is to I ask two questions. One is, do I like it? That helps everything. That greases the wheels, right? It's like, if I like it, I'm like, same day I discover the artist or whatever, or, you know, discover. It's such a stupid term. Come across. Christopher Columbus didn't discover America, right? You know? So, so the first day I, I, I discover or come across an artist, right? Like, I like it. I'm gonna hit them up right now. I'm, I'm gonna go look up their their infos. Post Malone, like I didn't know Post Malone was gonna blow up the way he did. I just like the song. I liked White Iverson. Like I love White Iverson. It's a great song. Um, I, the day after I heard it, it was just stuck in my head. I couldn't get it out of my head. I was like, this is a good song. I gotta I gotta get in touch with them. Like, what what's going on? Um, that's one instance. Someone came to me and said, Hey, I got Justin Bieber on the line. He wants to do a show. Can you book him? You know. Um, in my instance, it would have to be a door split. Because <laughs> I cannot afford Justin Bieber. But, hypothetically, do I like Justin Bieber? Like, as a person, I don't give a shit. As an artist, no. Like, not my cup of tea. You know, whatever. Um... Can I make money off it, and do I? Can I understand that other people like it? Mm-hmm. Yes, right. That's the key thing. So that's an extreme example. Yeah. But so the people that you call in, it's kind of got is it that initial combination between something you like and something you think is going to be. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. I mean, like that's the if it's those two together, that's the pinnacle. Right. Right. Uh, a lot of the times, it kind of happens to be one or the other. Uh, Post Malone is kind of like a good example of like those two things coming together because that show was lit you know it was like that like there's other artists that I've brought in but I haven't really felt their music but I've understood that other people do and I understand why they do sometimes I don't even understand why they do right I'll be honest with you yeah you know, well, that's fair but I, but I just know people like them and I'm like I not even going to attempt to decipher this. Yeah. Like, and honestly, people are, like, humans are really, like, we're driven by, like, weird things. Like, sometimes all it takes is an artist to have another artist backing them or for them to, like, be on a commercial or for them to, like, make an appearance you know, or be a, like affiliated with like the Kardashians, or something like Both that. Are famous, yeah. No, it's a conversation that comes up a lot. I think, especially in, I don't know. If and all of a sudden, people like them, and it's like, yeah. why do you like them? Oh, it's like, like they're, they're they were on the Kardashians, and it's like, but like, you gotta think like there's something in their mind that's telling them, okay. That artist on the Kardashians, if I get close to that artist, I get close to Kardashians. Like, that's how yeah. people's, like, brains, maybe not their brains work, maybe their subconscious work. They just, like, want to be close to the other things they like. And if they kind of see an artist as, like, a via point for that, like, I think that that's kind of where the human nature comes in. So it's not, it's not even a diss. It's just human nature. It's like, so 
really and truly, like, if, 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 I, if I had, like, you know, if, if let's take, just, I'm going to be completely hypothetical. This is not <laughs> alluding to anybody or referencing anybody. But if I'm Kanye West, right? Kanye West happens to have an amazing taste in, like, artists that he chooses to work with, right? For the most part, right? But say Kanye West picks up, like, some random kid off the street um, and says, hey, you are going to be on my track and you're going to rap eight bars. And the kid's like, I've never rapped in my life. And he's like, I don't care. You're going to write it. You're going to rap it. You're going to be on my track. Eight bars. Bam. That kid could spit the hottest garbage anybody's ever heard. But what's going to happen is that because they're on the Kanye track or whatever, the people are going to be like, yo, he's on Kanye. Hey, Kanye sees something in him. He's close to Kanye. Yeah. This is that, right? And maybe even like the fact that like the kid's not that good, you know, maybe the, that that might even like draw them closer too. Mm-hmm. Trying to go support the show because, you know, I don't know. I'm just hypothesizing here, but like, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out like. No, the weird motivations definitely. That people get have people, people to have like different things. motivations for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think it's a conversation that comes up when people qualify art, when they're trying to think about what's good art, and sometimes popularity and something that's good also gets mixed But again, up. that's all subjective. It's that's like, true. that's just to me. Like, somebody else could hear the same kid spin that eight bars that, like, I consider hot garbage, yeah. or that he just wrote, and be like, yo, like, Alvarez, you're tripping. Like, what are you talking about? That is genius. Right. That is genius unearthed. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... Mm-hmm. And in a way, that's like the whole celebrity culture in, yeah. in, a, in yeah. a sense. I mean, these like musicians yeah. and actors or yeah. whatever that yeah. they're like super popular. Everyone knows about them in the ins and outs of their life. But then you have people who love their music and people absolutely hate their yeah. music. But regardless, yeah. they're up there. I, I think that's the, at the end of the day, that's what it boils down to. Like when I'm booking an artist, the amount of times. Um, I really like this guy or I really like this girl or I really like this 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 artist comes up. I could probably count them on one hand. Right. One hand, literally. We never talk about it. Nobody ever talks about it. It's it's more like um like even the word dope, it's like the the word dope is just thrown around so much that it's like it doesn't even mean anything anymore. Like in, in not before I put my foot in my mouth, not in terms of like it doesn't mean something, but when in the context of us booking things, we're like, yo, this guy's dope. He's dope. He's dope. He's dope. Yeah. Check it out. That's just like some way to be like, yo, listen, I know what I'm talking about, right? So, but other than that, I mean, like, you know, I'm bringing a kid named named Ezzy over. It's not so. It's not always about. It's not always about capitalizing on someone's fan base. It's not about booking. Yeah, so, so I was going to ask you that, yeah. like, if there's other kind of, like, almost motives that you have to the people that you're promoting, because right. it's, like, local, well, it's, like, totally. a lot of people from Toronto, totally. Toronto. so yeah, it's, yeah. you have that kind of, like, local sense of promoting people from here, too. Well, it's building bridges. Right. So, for instance, I got a kid named Ezzy coming up for the hustle next week, it's from Cleveland, never been to Toronto before, this guy's passport, so that's a huge step, mm-hmm. A, for him, you know, he, now he can travel the world, yeah. like, you know, we just opened up, like, Six of the continents, right? And he has done great things for himself. He's been on Sway in the Morning. He's performed at South by Southwest. Performed with Ken- been in the studio with Kendrick Lamar. Performed with Kendrick Lamar. Performed with Drake. All this stuff. He's like he's really good. He's got talent. He's got skill, right? 
at the same time, we're breaking him in Toronto. So what that means is we got to make sure he's at all these events. We got to make sure he is, you know, well taken care of. He's getting media. He's getting press. And we got to have an understanding that, you know, we are planting seeds for the future. Right. So next time he comes in, you know, he, he can, maybe he can have on a show. Or maybe yeah. he does another, uh, another opening act. And then that's another step towards really, you know, building his, his, his buzz here. And frankly, in that time span, if he does this enough places and like and enough, enough ways, enough good showcase spots online, he might blow up, and his and his and his reputation might even precede him next time he comes in. Yeah, yeah. But what we're doing is very solid groundwork, so mm-hmm. that those opportunities are there. Almost. Right. Like, yeah. We we want to make it automatic, so it's not like an up and down like. Oh, when he's hot, he's got a show in Toronto. When he's not, nobody cares about him. Right. We want to make it so that no matter what. If it's, it's like he is a presence. If he hasn't dropped an album in five years, people will still come out and see him. Right. Right? So we're doing that with him. We did that last year with Miss Charm Taylor. Uh, I went on tour with her. Amazing experience. Seeing her live is... I can't say enough about this woman. She is incredible. Like, transformational. So we booked her for four shows in Toronto in a week. And and based on that, she's coming back in April. Nice. So we're doing this. We're building bridges. We... It's it's, it's more for the scene. You know what I'm saying? It's, we're yeah. doing this for Toronto. So that, like, right now, what the Academy is working on, spearheading, is a... We call it the Great Lakes Alliance. So what that means is we're bridging together... The hip hop community, the underground independent hip hop community, pardon me, in markets in our region, in our Toronto region, and and and, and the, the issue that we've been, I've been seeing, is that most people's definition of our region is Canada, or is strictly within Canada, right? Which is absurd. Because Pittsburgh is closer than Montreal. Yeah. Most Torontonians don't even know that. Yeah. I can like, see that. You know, like, no, I'm serious. Don't even know that. Like, one time I'm, I'm booking, a, I'm helping book a tour right now for, for a, an amazing artist from Toronto named Kalisa. And, you know, the first time I met with her and her management, you know, I just, like, I didn't even, I didn't take out a pull out a chart I didn't pull out any big numbers I just opened up Google Maps and I was like I drew a line between Toronto and you know Montreal I was like this is Toronto Montreal they're like yeah yeah we know we've been there before blah blah all this stuff I was like alright now check it out take out Montreal put in Pittsburgh it's close and like you don't really recognize it until you look at it on a map and even if you know the kind of like the abstract fact when you see it on a map it's just completely different. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm trying to shift a perspective here. You know, I'm trying to shift a perspective from from, from thinking all we can do is is, is Montreal, Ottawa, uh, Hamilton. Yeah. You know, like, honestly, I have a better time getting gigs in Sudbury, Ontario, than I do in in any of those so three funny. cities. The last podcast I did was in Sudbury, Ontario. Well, there you That'll go. That'll make them so happy. See, we're building bridges, right? So that's what we're doing. Um, that's that thing right there. So, so I'm trying to build, first, a Great Lakes Alliance. That's the main thing. Um, you know, getting people all throughout this region 
kind of connected, inter like interconnected, talking to each other, and also bringing them to and from Toronto. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the missing link because these and I don't these guys, these American guys, they travel within America all the time. Yeah, like Saul Williams. I heard an interview with him on Q. He came up with a really interesting fact. It was 14% of Americans have a passport. But that doesn't mean they're not well-traveled. That's the thing that he, that, that, that he kind of like... It's, I guess he didn't really need to mention it, but the thing is, like, they, they are very well-traveled, just within their own borders. Right. And Which has a huge, actually, a huge range of geographical locations like if you go like from Texas to right. Portland like you get like you see this right. huge range of different it's pretty much a continent yeah like and you know like Australia is a continent but there's probably more diversity within the USA than Absolutely. there is like all over Australia mm-hmm. right so like it's it's Americans are very well traveled I would wager that even though I don't know what the stats are on, on, on Canadian passport holders Probably, probably higher than fourteen percent because a lot of us travel. Yeah. But I would wager that people in Toronto, at least specifically Toronto, because I can speak on Toronto, are less traveled than your average American. Yeah, I could especially I could from a big city. Yeah. That. I've told I've I've been told by people that they don't see a point in getting a car, and I was like, well, if you plan on going anywhere besides Toronto, you're gonna need mm. one because there's no like transportation yeah. throughout our country. Yeah. So you kind of need that license if you plan on doing any yeah. traveling within Canada. Yeah. Like, I mean, road tripping in Canada is, like, an amazing experience. Yeah. Like, it's just something that people don't know. Because um, in inner city, you're like, all right, yeah, I don't need a vehicle. Like, why would I want to add to that traffic? But yeah. if you want to see your country, it's pretty necessary. No, I feel like, I feel like there's the same thing all over, kind of. There's this, like... The big city kind of has this, like, uh, suction to it. It has a pull, yeah. Yeah. It's a big draw to it. And, you know, you hear all the time from people in, like, Chicago, New York, this yeah. and that, like, they've never left the city. It's like, like, wow. You know, like, why not? I even but, know people who live in, like, certain areas of Toronto who, like, have a, their bank, have their grocery store, and they're like, right. I work in this right. area, I don't really feel like leaving. Well, the area we're in right now is just like that. Like, yeah. I don't have to leave here. Like... Yeah, and I live over by Cabbage Town, and it's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love I love that about this neighborhood. I can just walk anywhere, right? Yeah. You know, like today, come home, uh, my girlfriend's like, "Oh, snap! I'm trying to make a, a smoothie, but I don't have almond milk." Yeah. And I'm like, "All right, run down like literally three doors down to the store and pick up almond milk." Back in seven minutes. Yeah. But yeah, there's this concept of being well traveled within your country. Yeah, for That's sure. And, 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 and here's the caveat is like being an artist, generally speaking, should give you that opportunity. Yeah. So you've got independent artists in America, Europe, everywhere <laughs> who just they go around like their region. Yeah. You know, like we might as well be Cuba. Yeah. Like, actually, Cubans probably travel more for their music than we do. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's crazy. It I was in Cuba, and I was talking to this, I, I met a singer there, and, and, and I'm like, have you ever been to Canada? She's like, yeah, I've been to Montreal. I'm like, jeez. And I can probably ask, like, all these Toronto rappers or, like, artists, have you ever been to Cuba to perform? I'm like, nah, they've been there for a resort, maybe. Yeah. But, like, you know, like, we don't get out there. And, like, so we're trying to facilitate that. We're... 
you know, I've identified a, an, a, an area where we could be better. We could do better in Toronto. And you know what? Like, it's the fact that people don't, I feel like that contributes to Toronto's kind of, like, cold nature on the hip-hop scene. Because it is a cold nature. It is a very, like, standoffish atmosphere vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's unfortunate. Right. But we're trying to break that. Trying okay. to break the ice. Get it? Oh. oh. Great <laughs> and also Toronto's cold. What? Well, oh. it is right now, anyway. It is right now. <laughs> Metaphors. <laughs> okay, so I think, like, the when we started talking, we were, like, in your artist realm, which right. was very much, like, very much, you know, inner self and putting that out there. And the, even, like, the tone of the way that you were talking over mm. to your promoter self was completely different. Mm-hmm. And that, like seeing those two personalities is actually really interesting. Right. So I want to go into talking about Manifesto. All right. Because I feel like what you're doing for the community in terms of, like, the promotion is definitely a thing. But it's very secular for rap and music. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like Manifesto is more encompassing the entirety of hip-hop culture and yeah. very much so focused on Toronto, even though now there's, like, yeah, yeah. international yeah, Manifestos yeah. happening all over. Right. But right. talk to me. I feel like that might be your like more of like immediate community activist side. So let's talk about that. So yeah. we met at Manifesto. Right. I mean, you know, to be honest with you, when I first started going to Manifesto, I started, I, I've been to every Manifesto since the second one right. in 2008. And, you know, the first two years I went was 0809. And it was just like, it kind of... It got to, like, even by the, by the second year, it was like, oh, this is, like, the time. But when September came around, we're like, oh, yeah, isn't this the time that that, that hip-hop thing was going on? You know, whatever. Like, we just kind of, I kind of, me and my friends kind of knew. Like, we just, I don't even know how we knew about it. We just kind of knew about it. We just kind of, like, maybe someone was like, oh, free show with such and such downtown. You know, right. like, the first year I went, it was Chaos and Kanon headlining. Wow, nice. Yeah. But, like, that was all it was to me. It was the free show at Nathan Phillips Square. Right. At that time, it was Nathan Phillips Square. And, you know, that's all it was to me. It was, like, a concert for music. That's all I cared about. And even, like, I would see the graffiti wall. I'd be like, yeah, cool, whatever. i see the dance. Like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't, like, I'm a musician, and I love music. Yeah. That's my thing. Right? So, it's always been about the music to me. And it really wasn't until... Even the year after that, I started helping promote for Manifesto in 2010. Even then, I was like, I see concert, 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 and other stuff. Concert, concert, that's all I care about, concerts. Um, it wasn't until 2011, the year that we met, that, that I really started to kind of take, take note and take notice, I should say, of really what everything that's going on and the value and the impact of it. Because mm-hmm. when we promoted it, even this past year, I remember us talking about it because we were at different events, but just also like flying on the street, flying yeah. out of like yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I remember us talking about it, and you said something to that extent of being like, you know, like manifestos for everyone. Like it's not just for people already in the hip hop community, yeah, or people yeah. who just want yeah, like, yeah. rap music. It's like it's yeah. for everybody. For sure, for sure. I mean, like. First of all, it's a free concert. <laughs> God damn it, it's a free concert. So anyone can afford it. Right. Um, yeah, people sec- miss that. Somehow they, that just goes over there. Yeah, I mean, and second of all, look, you got to understand that, like, and this is a really, like, contentious thing, but hip-hop is the most popular form of music. Mm-hmm. Right now. And it has been for a while. Yeah. At least a few years. You know, I'll give it, say, 10 years. 
you know, Radiohead's the last like really like transformational rock band. Yeah. Unless I'm, unless something, I'm just, I'm, unless I'm missing at the answer and it's staring right at me. But I, I, I'm sorry, it's not Kings of Leon. <laughs> like, you know, like really and truly, it's 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 Radiohead, Nirvana, and people like look. The Foo Fighters are great. People give Dave Grohl way too much credit. No offense. You're the third. I I I just don't like like look. They're good bands, but like credit where credits do. Yeah, if you're talking about like bands who are changing, who are radicalizing the scene, there's definitely a few of them, you know. Like, and if you go back in time, we can definitely rhyme them off. But right, I think. But like, let's talk last thirty years. Mm Not maybe not thirty. The eighties had a lot of amazing rock bands. Yeah, let's not 20, even go that far back. Last twenty years, you got Radiohead, Nirvana. Mm. Actually, Nirvana yeah. was 21, 22 years ago, right? Yeah, that's when Kurt Cobain died. So, you know, like, who else are we talking about that really changed the game? Like Coldplay, maybe. And even Coldplay, when they came out, I was like, oh, they sound like Radiohead. So it's like they're like a pop Radiohead. Right. Muse was like a heavy Radiohead. So it's like Radiohead's like the, the, the measuring stick. Everyone's like, you're either a, 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 a something version of Radiohead or that version of Radiohead. And Radiohead is so ubiquitous that hip-hop producers sample Radiohead. And like, you know. So I say after Radiohead is Kanye West. And then after, Con- you know, and then with, with Kanye, you got like Jay-Z, you got Nas, you got Kendrick Lamar, you got like... Transformational. I'm not talking about like just like you know you're really good rappers like I'm like I'm not talking about like, like you know Cameron very influential but like I'm not talking about like you know even ASAP Rocky is like really like trend setting and all that mm-hmm. shit. Who's really doing that in rock music? Yeah. Who's really setting trends in rock music? <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like again, you know I'm not I'm not I'm not as much involved with the game with rock music as I, as I used to be, but. Um, you know, it's just it's it's rock's rock's been getting stale for a while, and sorry, this went from a big up of hip hop to a bashing of rock music. It's it's not a bashing of rock music. Really quick, I'm like, it went really negative. Who can I think of? I love rock music. I love rock music, by the way. Um, and shout out to a couple. <laughs> hold on, shout out to a couple bands from Toronto, um, Grays, and the Ooh Baby Gimme Moors. Hmm. Both really dope. Grays is noise. Punk. They're just they're just really dope. They're like I, I, I can't I can't describe them properly. They're gonna yeah, have no, to they're gonna, gonna, they're gonna have they're gonna have to describe themselves. <laughs> but um, well, noise punk. I think that says it all. Really. They're really they're really dope. They're really really dope. And uh, you see different trends in like the alternative rock, whatever scene. I don't see that's something I have a hard time. It's pretty time. it's pretty much alternative rock now. Yeah, it's or like indie the indie now. label yeah, type yeah, yeah. movement, like that yeah. kind of stuff. But like I have a really hard time like like following genres because bands do they like identify as different things and they don't sink yeah. into like what was the old definition of rock versus our contemporary version yeah or whatever but yeah, they, yeah. the point is hip hop is the most ubiquitous cultural hub for music at least now um so you think that makes it like a thing that's accessible to everyone to come and yeah. enjoy this kind yeah. of festival that focuses on it right like when we were handing out flyers it's like Give it to a grandma because the grandma's got kids mm-hmm. and grandkids. Obviously, she's a grandma. Um, but and they're they're probably gonna know a thing or two about hip hop. Mm-hmm. 
and they might she might be like, oh, I don't like kids like rap music. I'll pass it on to them. You know, like it's like it's amazing what happens when you when you engage somebody. Mm-hmm. Like it's just amazing. So, so at the end of the day, uh, it's just such a not only that, but manifesto is very community oriented. Yeah, they are. Yeah, manifesto is very um, inclusive. That was the thing too. Like I've, you know, like I've listened to Che talk a number of times, but you can also just like go onto the manifesto website and like look at all their promo stuff, all their initial stuff. And he talks about the festival being something that's just inclusive for everybody. You know, that you can partake in, whether you're like connected to hip hop community or if you are just like looking for something in particular if you enjoy something that's happening and you just want to partake in it it's really open and accepting for anyone to tell their story anyone to partake you don't have to be it's not connected to an ethnicity or to any kind of identifier it's something that everyone has the equal kind of like ability to partake in it's just up to you to partake in it yeah for sure I mean you've got like you gotta have respect. I feel Absolutely. like hip hop, and that's almost what it, I feel like. That's what it teaches too. Like yeah. it teaches that. It's it's it's, it's funny. Hip hop is like, you know, the like, it's it's called the culture for a reason. Is because it's it very much is about education. It very much is about guiding principles. I feel like that's honestly, intuitively, instinctively, I feel like that's something that drew me to it I've always been a huge proponent of lyricism no matter what artist I listen to and if you get, like listen to, like look, look at like my favorite artists growing up and again I'm coming from I'm a first generation Canadian I have parents that didn't really they were you know understandably so selective of like what I was exposed to and all that stuff so I'm kind of at the whim of people who really don't know a fuck about Canadian American culture, yeah. right? Like maybe what they heard in Iran when they were growing up, maybe like what they listened to. Like you know, my uncle was the, like my uncle changed my life when he was like, oh listen to CFNY, like that's Edge One Hundred Two, whatever. Like listen to that. That changed my life. I was like, what? There's like not crappy alternative like not crappy like adult contemporary music on the radio and then my it took my friends like you know my friends changed my life with hip-hop again it was like the fuck there's like i don't have to like really try to find good lyricism it's like everywhere and it's like in this genre of music are you kidding me and it's in your city yeah right and it's in my city all that shit like i didn't even know it was in my city until like i was in high school yeah frankly but you know, like I've always been drawn to lyricism, strong lyricism. So, like, even like, you know, before I was really, you know, heavy into hip hop, or even while I was heavy into hip hop, and I was still listening to like a lot of rock. I was into like System of a Down. You know, even like my uncle listened to Tragically Hip, so I like gravitated towards them, and they got really strong lyricism, really, really strong lyricism. Um, so, like, Bare Naked Ladies, who, like, they infused hip-hop in their music, too. Yeah. You know, and they were they had really good lyricism, too. So it's like, I feel like I've always been drawn to lyricism. And this whole cultural identity of hip-hop 
that was really shaped by the five percenters, really shaped by by New York as a whole. Even though it's it's got origins in Jamaica, even though it's got you know it's obviously an African uh, it's an African rhythm that it's all based on. But New York's a melting pot. New York's got so many different con- contributions to hip hop. Mm-hmm. From you know, from everybody, black, Asian, uh, Latino, you know, like male, female, everybody has contributed to this genre. White, Jewish, you know, like everybody has contributed. Um, so that was the awesome that said, thing when I learned about break culture and yeah. like b-boying and b-girling. That's what I learned too. Was right. that it was just like. You know, it came from people who were underprivileged, like people like the lower class or whatever, the people that were struggling and had something to say, and this was the way they were going to say it, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't exclude anyone, and it just created this culture of, like, teaching, of learning, of wanting to share, of wanting to, like, have an identity as an individual, because being a dancer or a lyricist as an individual is important, but then also having a crew, having, like, a family, having, being together. It's honestly, it's like a, it's like, it's like a religion without like okay, the cultish honestly, it's like a religion without the cultish aspect yeah. of it it's like it, it's it's like um, you just said something that really struck a chord it's like um, it's like a gang without the violent aspect of it it's like it's it's it's, 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 it's definitely got a draw to it and it's like for me a person without a culture mm-hmm. without an identity mm-hmm. which is me and I'm like I'm comfortable saying it now. Yeah. You know, like, um, then that helps you. It's a huge thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, no wonder. Like, like, I'm kind of in the same place, but from a totally different background. I mean, mm-hmm. one side of my family's third generation, which is like Canadian. Yeah. And then the other part, my other half goes like all the way back to the beginning. So, you talk about that. Like, I'm, I totally identify as a mutt and I do it pretty proudly. Like, I've, because you have to embrace it that's, that is what you are yeah. but I'm just a huge mix of things so I don't have this strong culture where it's like yeah. oh my mom is this my dad is this and yeah. I practice whatever yeah. it's just like it's not even there Yeah. and so you know just always can be floating around and being a Canadian and whatever that means I like hockey and shit but like yeah. having something else that, and I like I wouldn't even say that I'm 100% kind of committed to the hip-hop scene because I think it takes a while for you to get into it to belong there and to contribute to it because I think you have to contribute to also like be a part of it but even just to learn about it and interact with people and then try to start to give to it and just see see it for what it is really like it really can teach you that you can be a part of a culture you can create and identify with a culture regardless of where you come from it's really powerful and the art is power. That was like one of the things that Manifesto right. would say. Right, that was one of the designs too. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It's just like it's it's something that's that's so it's got a soul. And you know, like when you have soul in something, it's 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 lasts. And I think that's where like you know, long after hip hop's dead and gone. Um, and when the next thing, when the next jazz comes around, like, people are going to gravitate towards that because it's got soul. And it's like, you know, every, like, everything's got, got, um, every kind of musical genre has the, 
people who are there because they love it. People who are there because they just they see it as a business venture. But what's undeniable about music as a whole is that it's it's, it's it connects with something deep within that like it really makes you feel away, you know. So it's like that's why we're all in this. That's why like if I'm on the piano, I can't really play the piano that well, but everything I play has like a lot of presence has a lot of like I put a lot into it if I'm playing three notes like back and forth and back and forth I'm putting my all into those three notes and you can fucking hear it you can fucking feel it yeah so it's like the other day I was um, with my buddy Scotty who he was a, a, he's a drummer could play any genre like his, his like preference is like punk and metal but he was out there playing hip hop with us and we got we just we were like fuck let's have a jam session I'm on the keys, he's on the drums, and, and he's like, yo, I, what are you playing there? That was cool. I was like, I'm like, I'm not even a pianist. Yeah. Like, I'm not even a producer. I'm not even nothing. I'm just, I'm a rapper, right? But, like, I was just playing this, like, one thing, and I was just, like, going ham at it. Just going ham, like, switch it up here, switch it up there. But, like, going back to that, that root element. And, you know, it doesn't take a musician to have soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And I just love that. When we were promoing it, you were saying, like manifesto is for anyone like hip hop is for everyone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just like an easy an easily relatable thing yeah. if you open up and you just you see it for what it is you allow yeah, yeah. it to come inside you allow yeah, it yeah. to experience it mm-hmm. and give it a chance people that people that just walk by it was like <laughs> and people like you know like so much here's the thing it's like we're we're really Human beings are curious. You know what I'm saying? We're very curious. We, we want to play with fire until we get burnt. Um, you know, and, and sometimes we... We see things in a certain light and, like, we, we can't get away from that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, once we drop those barriers, for better or worse, for better or worse, once we drop those barriers... We, we get behind we get, we, we get away from we get away from racism we get away from stereotypes whether they're anti-hip-hop or pro-hip-hop but for the wrong reasons right for instance I've had like I just did an article in Now Magazine and it was about racism and uh, you know I'm, a, I'm an Iranian-Canadian rapper right like I'm not black but like, you know, as, as, as much as it's wrong to say, you know, like, hip-hop is, 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 is like, you know, just like, is like, be, or as long as it is to be anti-hip-hop because of it being, you know, a black art form, which it is, an African originated art form, which it is, um, you know, or as and as wrong as it is to to be like you know only or pro like white rappers, which I've seen and is outrageous to me. It's like, look, you can love Macklemore, you can love Eminem. I'm not saying don't. I'm not at all. I've seen Macklemore live. It's amazing. But like, like neither Macklemore nor Eminem would give would give. Would, would not give props to to all the black artists all, that, all that influenced them. Yeah. You know, like, it's ridiculous. And you, and you have these, like, clowns, like, st- like stitches going around, like, 
starting beef and, you know, dropping the N-word. It's like, don't do that, you know? like Respect. Yeah. Respect is key. Like, respect right? is, like, like, integral yeah. to the form. So, I mean, like, you know, like as wrong as it is to say that, like, to be, like, you know, to, to, to big up white rappers or to, 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 like, not, sorry, to big up white rappers at the expense of everybody else, mm-hmm. or as wrong as it is to, to, to say that, like, you know, like, black, like, hip-hop is, like, a feeds into your stereotypes, your negative stereotypes about black people, which it does for some people, and it's, like, it's totally bullshit and yeah. bogus, because, frankly, like, it's just, I'm, I'm not even gonna justify it, it's just bullshit. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like, it's like seeing five white people who all do, you know, smoke crack, and being like, wow, all white people are crackheads, oh my, God. like, you know, like, would yeah. anybody say that? No. So, so why would you hear two rappers talking about shit that they grew up around? If they're t- if if and if if they are talking about like gun violence or drugs or whatever things they're talking about that they grew up around because of factors out of their control, and then like, then just to, to say that like that's, that's a, a co- that's a, that's a culture that's a, yeah. fuck that like it's, as wrong as that is, it's also wrong to be like you know like oh I'm. I'm an Iranian Canadian, and I can't participate in hip hop culture. I, can, I don't have anything to say. I don't have anything to relate. I, I, I'm stealing from culture. I'm culturally appropriating. It's equally bullshit. Because you know what? That is. That's also stupid racism. Because people who say that shit, and listen up, if you are one of these people that says that shit, you are being equally racist because you are saying that rap is for black people, and that's what black people do. So what next? When you see when you hear the OBGMs, the Ubay Beginning Wars, three black guys playing music, playing punk rock music. Well, <laughs> what they, they, they can't participate in that. Yeah, no, and and I think that's the thing that I was also taught about hip hop is that it's about authenticity of self. So you just tell your story, you know. So you like the form is accessible to everyone, and it's just about you coming right. through as an authentic, right. authentically yourself, which is what we were talking about at the beginning about right. art in general. Right. That is what art is about, right. and so it doesn't matter if your art chooses right. to be through the form of hip hop and right. that kind of style or aesthetic or whatever, yeah. or through fucking like postmodern art or through whatever like. The medium, the like kind of genre that you go to is, I think, what you're attracted to as an individual, but it's not scripted by your ethnicity or by your background in any way. You just need to tell your story yeah. through whatever means you'd yeah, like yeah, to say it. Yeah. And you know what? Like, frankly, I'm. My story is definitely my ethnicity and my background right you know like but I don't I live in a I live in a melting pot I live in a you know I live in a city where my parents weren't born my grandparents weren't born nobody in my family was born but me mm-hmm. me and my brothers that's it I'm like not my little cousins and I was born and raised here like I'm Canadian, but I'm, I'm also not, I'm like, you know, I can't look at a rock star and be like, that's me. Yeah, you don't identify with it. Yeah. I can't look at a, I can't look at a rapper and say, that's me. 
I can't look at an Iranian musician and say, that's me. Yeah. So, hey, like, you know, to everybody who's saying, like, like, trying to judge people and shit like that, why don't you go ahead and tell people what the fuck they should do? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, why don't, why don't you go and, and manage their lives? Actually, don't. You know, like... <laughs> yeah. Because, like, what, what... Okay, so I can't relate to the rock star. Even though... Even though the funny thing is, like, I'd probably be more accepted if I tried to play rock music. Hmm. I, honestly speaking, I'd probably be more accepted. Nobody would, like, question my motives if I was trying to play rock music. But if I'm rapping, everyone's going to question my motives. It's like, you know, like, and, 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 you know, I've heard people say, hey, like, you know, why don't you play some, like, Iranian uh, music or, like, Iranian cultural music or something like that? Which is fine. I don't consider that racist. I don't. Like, I mean, some people think that's, like, offensive, racist, whatever. It's like, is it, to me, is it is it a little bit, like, kind of tired? Yeah, but at the same time, I get it. I understand where it's coming from. And I understand it's not from a place of racism. It's not from a place of, of hatred. It's from a place of curiosity. And it's like, look, they're we trying want... to understand. Yeah, it's like, look, if, 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 if you're going to hear Iranian music, would you rather hear it from a person who's got Iranian culture in them or someone who's you know like I don't know a Chinese person <laughs> you probably want to hear from me right but the thing is I'm not exactly Iranian I'm Canadian yeah. so that's that's yeah. where it just confuses everything that's where like everything kind of gets gets you know um, the the waters get muddied a little bit there so like we're it's, complex it's, it's, people yeah, are complex people are complex I mean this is who I am like, I'm, I'm Canadian and, 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 and I'm I'm born and raised in a Western culture. I speak English, you know, like, um, last time I checked, hip hop started in New York, another Western country where they speak English. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to relate to that because like, I relate to the lyricism, I relate to the, to the ideologies, I relate to social justice. Like, you know, That's it's, enough. it's, That's it's yeah. It's so much more than that. It's so much more than that, you know? But yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. That was so much. That was so much. But I think it hit on so many points. And I hadn't actually talked to someone yet for this this reason about Mm -hmm. hip-hop. But I really wanted to. And I really want to tell people about it in a way that really explains it. Because my learning process with this culture has been so long. And I just feel like there's still so much to learn all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, I don't know if the culture itself is actually talked about, so it's a good thing to do. I think we have to wrap up, but uh, I've been forcing everyone that I talk to to give me some recommendations for my selfishness of wanting to experience more new things, so it's a good reason. Okay. And so I've been asking people for a book recommendation, Okay. for a music recommendation of a band, a group, an artist, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then one other thing in life. It could be literally anything okay. that you love that okay. you're like, you need to have this thing. Okay. Go. All right, a book recommendation. Now, 1984 is like one of my probably all time favorites. Um, also, on that stream of thought, Aldous Huxley, Brave New World, mm-hmm. another dystopian classic. On that stream of thought, I just picked up the Slam magazine this month's edition and they shout out Brave New World in it um I gotta say Slam Magazine is like the most consistent publication like periodical like 
Actually, I'm magazine obsessed. So, but I Slam magazine. I read Slam. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a basketball magazine. So right. if you're into basketball, Slam magazine, yeah. Pick that up. Everybody get a copy of Slam magazine. I pick it up once in a while. I'm not subscribed anymore. I used to be, but like, also pick up a copy once in a while. It's good. It's good beats. And they, they, you know what? Shout out to Slam because they're always shouting out like Canadians. Mm. Um, like Nick Stauskas is in this month's edition. Is it? Do you know if it's Canadian based, Slam? No, it's based in New York. It's, oh, there you yeah, go. They're always shouting out. Every time I read it, maybe maybe it's just one. I only buy it when they're shouting out Canadians, but, it's just a good or, coincidence. Or, or, or rappers or whatever like that. But yeah, shout out to Slam Magazine. And also, uh, speaking of hip hop culture and all that stuff, um, there's a great book called The Big Payback: it's The History of the Business of Hip Hop by Dan Charnas, right on. who he was a consultant on the TV movie The Breaks. Okay. So yeah. Good. So what else? Do you Music. <laughs> Music. Okay, you gotta like. You could probably go on forever. Kanye was. Yeah. Everything. Just Kanye right was. up there. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You don't West. even have. Could you pick a favorite? Favorite track. Favorite. Favorite album. My favorite album is still probably a Late Registration, but I don't know. Like everything about it is amazing. That's the toughest I, question. It, you've like got I, all I, day. I, I, it's easier for me to say a, a, a least favorite, which is Eight uh, Ways and Heartbreak. Polarizing album. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Count me in the ladder, but right, whatever. Right, and then the last thing is just a thing, one thing in your life. One thing. It could be, you know, like yeah, it could be uh, a brand of juice, or okay. your bike make, or <laughs> your favorite place to tour. Or... Can I can I be a person? Yeah. Can I be a person? Absolutely. So one person. I'll say my girlfriend. Oh, there you go. Yeah. What? Who's your girlfriend? Her name's Olivia. Her name's Olivia. So yeah, shout her out. I love her. There you go. Yeah. Uh, if people want to contact you, see your music, get you to promote them, promote you, where should they contact you? Do you have a handle, an email, a yeah. website you want to yeah. plug? Yeah. Everything is Crossword MC. So Crossword MC uh, at Cross. Sorry, at Crossword MC on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube, Periscope. <laughs> Um, All of the things. Except for Instagram. Oh. Instagram is at crossword.mc. Oh, yeah. You got to throw in those dots. Well, it's because some girl has my Instagram and, like, won't give it to me. It's bullshit. <laughs> Did you message her? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, this is integral. I'm also, like, broke right now, so I'm not trying to force the issue. But, like, once I get, like, some money, I'll be like, look, here's X amount of money. Give me the handle. But she hasn't even responded to my initial message. Right. So I don't know. See, that's one of those things that you send the message and you don't know if yeah. you're getting it. She's not even a rapper. She hasn't used her damn thing in like months. Yeah. So I, I'm going to complain to like Instagram. Like, I was going to say, just get Instagram to help <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, all right. Um, also, yeah, crossfoodmc.com. Yeah. All your things. Yeah. Right on. For all my things. All your things. Yeah. All the things are important. Okay, cool. Thanks so much. This is good. No, thank you. Yo, G, it can't stop me from rapping, can it? Kenny Hop. I spit it through the wire, man. There's too much stuff on my heart right now, man. I gladly risk it all right now. It's a life or death situation, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't really understand how I feel right now, man. It's your boy Kanye Titter. Shot Town, what's going on? Uh huh, yeah. 
Yeah, I drink a boost for breakfast, an insure for dessert Somebody order pancakes, I just sip the scissor That right there could drive a sane man bizzard Not to worry, Mr. Ace to the Izzles, back to wizard How do you console my mom, or give a light support Telling her son's own life support And just imagine how my girl feel On the plane, scared as hell that a guy look like Emmett Till She was with me before the deal, she been trying to be mine She a Delta, so she been throwing that dynasty sign No use me trying to be lying, I've been trying to be signed Trying to be a millionaire, how I used two lifelines In the same hospital where Biggie Smalls died The doctor said I had blood clots, but I ain't Jamaican man Story on MTV and I ain't trying to make a band I swear this right here, history in the making man I really apologize to everyone right now, it's cause it's unclear at all man They got my mouth wired shut for like, I don't know, the doctor said like six weeks You know we had reconstruction, I had reconstruction surgery on my jaw I looked in the mirror, half of my jaw was in the back of my mouth man, I couldn't believe it And I'm still here for y'all right now man This is what I got to say right here though Yeah, turn me up, yeah, uh what if somebody from the shadow was ill Got a deal on the hottest rap label of Brown But he wasn't talking about coke and birds It was more like spoken word Except he's really putting it down And he explained the story about how blacks came from glory And what we need to do in the game Good dude, bad night, right place, wrong time In the blink of an eye, his whole life changed If you could feel how my face felt You would know how Mace felt Thank God I ain't too cool for the safe belt I swear where the guy drive a two on a shoe I got a lawyer for the case to keep us in my safe Safe, my dogs couldn't televise I look like Tom Cruise on Vanilla Sky It was televised It's been an accident like Geico They thought I was burned up like Pepsi did Michael I must got an angel Cause look how death missed his ass Unbreakable, what you thought they call me Mr. Glass Look back on my life like the ghost of Christmas past Toys R Us where I used to spend that Christmas cash And I still won't grow up, I'm a Grown ass kid, swear I should be locked up for stupid that I did, but I'm a champion, so I turn tragedy to triumph. Make music that's fire, spit my soul through the wire. You know what I'm saying? When the doctor told me I had a um, I was gonna have to have a plate in my chin. I said, dog, don't you realize I'm never making them a plane now? It's bad enough I got all this jewelry on. She can't be serious, man.